Warning, you are about to listen to relatable content on today's episode of your Double Dose of Dabria. Welcome to a Relatable Session. Hello and welcome to your Double Dose of Dabria. I'm your host, Dabria Karapita, and I am thrilled to introduce you guys to the very first Relatable Session. This is a brand new thing that I've introduced for season three, where I am bringing in some special guests onto your Double Dose. And so I teased this in some earlier episodes, but I am so excited to have the very first ever guest on your Double Dose of Dabria be my amazing fiance, Benjamin. So Benjamin is here in studio with me today, and I am so excited to welcome him to your Double Dose of Dabria. So why don't you go ahead and say hi, Ben, and then just tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Hello, my name is Ben. I am Dabria's fiance. I am currently an asthmatic. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. Oh, my gosh. So Ben was a guest on a podcast last year, and he had the exact same opening. So he's currently here trying to contain his laughter. I'm so excited you're here, Ben. Do you have anything else you'd like to say to everyone listening? Uh, Everyone should check out this podcast because my soon-to-be wife is absolutely amazing, and I'm very thankful that... She has made this because this is her redemptive story. Aw, you're so sweet. I love you so much. And I'm very excited to sit down here with you and just share a little bit more about our story. I submitted on my socials um, a question and I had people submitting some answers and questions to ask us. And so it's cool to get into that and then just to share a little bit more about the guy I'm marrying. Because as you all know, when I did start this podcast. It was in a completely different season of life. I had just gone through a divorce from an abusive marriage and it was a lot. And so I started this podcast to share and now season three, I'm really feeling that turn and that shifting of season. And I think it's really cool that Ben has agreed to come on here and talk a little bit more about what our journey has been like. So just to start things off, just to let everyone get to know you a little bit more, why don't you share just a little bit of what your personal faith journey has looked like? For sure. Uh, So I grew up in a Christian home with two loving parents, Barry and Marilla, shout out to you. Uh, And yeah, I grew up in the church and I went to youth group and Bible study all the time. Uh, And when I was about 13, 14-ish, I had a youth pastor who sat down with me and started talking to me about baptism and what it means for uh, the Holy Spirit and developing a personal relationship with the Lord. So one night after he brought me home from, uh, because he drove me to coffee shop, we sat down and we spoke about it. And I was wrestling and really wrestling. And finally, uh, after he explained a little bit more, I started crying and decided to accept the the Lord into my heart. And so I told my parents, and they were thankful. And then on uh, Easter Sunday of that year, I got baptized. 
That's awesome. So both of us were uh, born and raised in Christian homes. So that's cool. Our faith journey has definitely looked different. And so it's been exciting to bring those different elements to the table and our different experiences and understandings. So definitely of like faith. And that was something that I know going to a relationship I was really looking for, like someone who had a sincere desire to pursue God passionately. And so, yeah, I'm really inspired by the way that you consistently seek after God. And that has been something that has been beautiful to witness. So just starting off these burning questions, um, Ben, why don't you read the first question that someone submitted? All right. Well, uh, this was delivered via a pigeon carrier and I have opened this old scroll and it says first off how did you guys meet each other all right so Ben will always make this joke because he hears this story all the time so when we were prepping for this podcast he said that I could have the honor of sharing the story of how we met and he's smiling very wide right now because This is a story that has been repeated over and over and over, and he will never be able to live down uh, the meat cute that happened. But to sum it up, when I moved back to the city, felt God put it on my heart after I'd moved back to my hometown. I've detailed this in an earlier podcast episode. It was literally the first three days being back in the city where I felt like I needed to go back to my life group. And I was very tired. I had just moved, but I really felt God put on my heart that I needed to go back to life group. So I went to the house and I walked in and I kind of noticed out of the corner of my eye, this boy sitting there with like this lilac colored sweatshirt. But honestly, I didn't think anything of it, but I sat down beside him and then I kind of turned my attention to my friends and I was talking to them. And probably would have unfortunately ignored him most of the night until I heard out of like the corner him say, oh, that's like saying that Dumbledore dying in Harry Potter is a spoiler. And then um, as we were prepping this podcast, uh, Ben said, I have to say RIP to the actor who played Dumbledore. And so he didn't know, but I had just started that series for the first time over the summer. So, you know, just Christian homeschooled things. And so I flipped around and I said, dude, I didn't know that. Like, that's a huge spoiler because I'm not finished the movies yet. And so he turned bright red and that started our conversation. After Life Group, we just ended up getting into conversation. And yeah, I felt like we got along really well. I felt like there was a little bit of chemistry. But ironically, I had told my roommate, who I just moved in with, like a week earlier, that I was very happy being single, wasn't looking for a relationship, wasn't looking to date a boy. I was totally happy just working on my healing journey. And then along walked in Ben. How about you, Ben? Would you say that, uh, or what would you describe your headspace at that time as? Well, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go to Life Group that night. Um, Back then, I was still living with my parents, and we got into a big fight. And so that kind of pushed me out the door because I didn't want to talk to them or keep rehashing the same issue that we were having. So when I went to the life group, I was a little angry. I was disappointed. I was frustrated. So I was very quiet. 
So when I brought the thing up about, um, you know, Dumbledore, it was more or less just me talking about a, a meme and listening to the conversations, but I didn't have a lot to say. And by making that mistake and being <laughs> introduced to Dabria, that actually was a really good icebreaker that I didn't even mean to happen. And next thing I know, once we were done life group and we were sitting beside each other, that's when we started um, just having a, a polite conversation, just kind of getting to to know one another. But I didn't think anything at the time of, of dating. Yeah, I think neither of us were really thinking that. But I do remember we were talking, you had said that, you know, um, you had graduated from university with a bachelor in kinesiology. You're working as a personal trainer. And so when my friend group the next week was looking for people to join them on a 5k bouncy castle run. You popped into my head and I was like, hey, that guy I met at Life Group, like he seemed like he'd be the kind of guy who'd be down to to do this. And so I think I added you to the Instagram group and you had said, yeah, I'm, I'm down. And then you and I began like private messaging and I, we were sending each other videos and memes and it was fun. And I think then you had mentioned listening to this podcast and I had asked that you wait to listen to it until we could meet in person and so I could share my story with you. So I think it was like a week later, you and I met up for coffee and I just was very honest and shared with you everything that I had been through and shared about, you know, the end of my last marriage. And I remember for me, it was a very redemptive moment because one of the things I'd prayed for to God was that the next person that I dated seriously, when I shared my story with them, I really wanted their reaction to be one of like, hey, you were so strong or like, that's incredible or the way you handled that was, you know, full of grace. And I remember when I finished telling you my story, you looked across the table at me and you said, wow, like what you went through, you showed so much strength. And I believe that God's going to bless you for the way that you handled what you went through. And it almost made me want to cry. And so from your perspective, what was going through your mind, you know, when we had that coffee and I just shared with you my story? Because I mean, it's not every day that, you know, in your 20s, you meet someone who's who's been divorced. And, you know, it's not something that like defines who I am, but it definitely is a big part of my past story. So can you like just share a little bit about what was going through your head? Yeah, absolutely. It's a hard story to hear. But you could really see that there was something beautiful in the midst of all the chaos that was happening. And that was God continuing to protect you and mold you and help you to escape a situation that was very difficult. Especially as we're both believers that uh, don't believe in, in divorce, you know, especially as we head into our marriage. But there are exceptions. And... You made the right decision. You went through hell and back. And even though at the time we were friends, I was proud of you and how you handled it. Because especially, you know, with you being a little younger, as I'm 29 and she's 24, uh, it's very hard for someone to go through something like that and come back out on the other side being stronger and having more in-depth 
um, I guess, in-depth knowledge about themselves, who they are, but also the fact that even in the midst of everything you went through, you leaned on God. And that probably was one of the hardest things for you to do because you didn't understand what was happening. But for me, I couldn't help but just feel proud of who you were. And then on top of that, how you continued to seek him. Aw, thanks, babe. I really loved the way you received my story. Um, and just that I never felt anything negative from you. Like you he heard me fully, you heard the hurt, you heard me share the hard things that I had to do and I went through and you were just so uh, loving and, and like you said, the word proud and I just felt that. And then, yeah, when we moved forward, we kept hanging out and we finally had coffee and I said, hey, I just need to know if you see us dating because if you don't see me that way, I just want to be clear because I got to stop flirting with you at Life Group. <laughs> it was really um, a beautiful thing that you carried that same honesty forward and you, you know, we make a joke. You kind of paused and you were like, uh, I have to go to the bathroom and we will laugh about that forever. <laughs> um, but you really had to go to the bathroom because we've been having coffee for like two hours. And yeah, you came back and you said, yes, I like you like that. And I think like a week later, we made it official. And so our journey has been an unexpected one because neither of us were looking for our relationship. But I definitely have felt that over these past months that I have been a better person because you're in my life. And I have felt like you've complimented and encouraged and strengthened me. And so, yeah, our story isn't one I would trade for anything. So now we're going to go on to the next question. And it's a very simple one, but it's describe the other person in three words. So you have to describe me in three words. Absolutely. There are plenty of words. The first one will be what your listeners can look up, and that is pulchritudinous. That is the first word that uh, when we first started talking, I decided to look up and use for her. So if you want to look that up, it's a beautiful definition. <laughs> so he's laughing because you've never heard a nerdier word for what it means and so that is our challenge to you to look up pulchritudinous to find out what it means because that's how he gave me my very first compliment in just the nerdiest way possible and this boy thinks he doesn't have game but he does and so pulchritudinous is the first word and what is the second word babe loving not just with me, but with everything that's around you. Um, I see a selfless heart that cares for your friends, your family, um, your dog, um, but also me as well. And the love doesn't just stop at an individual. It doesn't stop at a situation. You continue to be the person day in and day out that I fell in love with. Oh, I need a third one. Uh, <laughs> last one that I would go with is spiritual because you have really worked on your relationship with the Lord. Um, you have helped me see uh, my faith from a different perspective and you hear from the Holy Spirit and you listen very well. You listen to God's direction, his guidance. That's why you've done so well uh, in your life because of following where he has guided you. Oh, those are beautiful words. I think that it is hard for me to find just three words to describe you but definitely the first one is humble um you have just such a humble heart and it is so beautiful um especially 
there is something um, incredible about seeing that humility in a man. Like your heart is just so soft before the Lord and um, with me. You know, you take constructive criticism so well. You're always striving to do better, to be better. It just gives me so much like hope for our future together as husband and wife because you have that humility. Um, and so you you are always willing to be corrected by the Lord, to grow. Um, and you bring so many great qualities to the table, but you're very humble about it. And I think the second word I would choose is considerate because you're very considerate of those around you. You're someone who really wants other people to feel included, like in conversations. Um, you, I know that you shared with me that like when you were younger, you felt excluded. And so you always make it your mission to, you know, when you're in a crowd of people to make the person who is like the most quiet, like you'll, you'll intend be intentional at making conversation with them or making sure that they get heard. Um, and so that is a, that's another beautiful thing. And if I had to choose a third word, hmm, there's so many good ones. I think that the third word is like a mix or like a tie between handsome, uh, because everything about you is handsome, um, your character and your features, uh, and also organized. So what you're saying is I'm kind of like handsome Squidward a little bit. Oh my goodness. So this is a joke between us because I've never seen Spongebob and Spongebob is literally one of his favorite things ever. Um, And at one of our life groups, he had this like Squidward shirt on. So anyways, um, handsome and organized uh, because you are definitely a planner. And so you like to have, you know, structure and organization. And I think it's great because, um, You've taught me to be more organized. I feel like I've taught you to be a little more spontaneous. And so it's been a really good mix. I completely agree. Okay, so we're going to move on to the next question. And I'm going to ask you it. So where do you see us in the next five years? And what do you hope that we would have accomplished by then? Well, I think for the both of us, we'll continue on with our respective careers. Uh, we'll move from an apartment to a house and we'll start building on that. We have kind of planned in the next, you know, five to seven years of uh, having kids. And of course, we'll see where we're at in in five years. So that could definitely be on the table. Uh, I also think there'll be trips that we take. For us personally, uh, I definitely have thought about, you know, either owning my own gym or uh continuing on with a career where I'm able to help people. So if I'm able to kind of do that for, you know, as long as I can, that's where I personally would like to be. But I just think continuing to grow in our faith, uh, serve in the church, um, and, and yeah, I think continue to develop our relationship as well, because even though we'll put, you know, rings on in, uh, each other's hands, uh, our growth in our marriage does not stop. So... Absolutely. I I totally agree. I don't really think there's anything more for me to add, except that I think that in five years, I hope that we will have accomplished even more growth, like personally, together in our marriage, and then spiritually to just keep going deeper and deeper with the Lord. And so building off of that, uh, what here is the next question that we have asked? Well, I have never been married yet, and I've never been divorced because it won't happen. 
But, of course, this is more of a question for you, and it says, how can you date, or how do you date, after a divorce? Oh, that one's a deep one. It went from, like, how do you describe each other to that one. Um, I think that there are a lot of layers to this, and I could do a whole episode on this topic. I think that just in relation to to us, I think that... um, you know, dating after divorce is hard because it means opening up your heart again. And I think that's the biggest challenge that like I've had is just learning to trust again and to see you and your actions and your faithfulness and your love and your loyalty and accepting it fully. I think that one of the big things that I recommend is anyone who's coming out of a broken relationship or a breakup or a divorce to really focus on that healing first. Like I wasn't even looking at dating anyone for like a year after the divorce because I knew how important it was for me to work on me first because I think it's so easy to just jump into something else um, with someone else and because you're lonely because there are hurt feelings and a hurt heart and you know I think it's totally normal and natural for us human beings to crave that intimacy with another person but after you know divorce and after broken trust or betrayal I think it is really important that you focus on your mental health on your emotional health on your spiritual health and on your physical health because all of those can take a hit and so it's it's hard to date after heartbreak Like it really is, but I have just been so blessed that you have been so faithful and loving and gentle with me. Like I really needed that because there is a kind of hard shell or shield that you put up when you've been hurt. And so as I was learning myself like to grow through that, you were very gentle in listening to me when I was communicating my my fears or my vulnerabilities or the triggers And I'm just very thankful that you've had that reaction and that you've just stayed by my side and just been so helpful in that process. And just to add on to that for anyone who uh, currently is dating someone who's been through a divorce, uh, one of the big things that I learned, as she mentioned with the triggers, is just be patient with that individual. Uh, A lot of the things that we experienced together were not my fault and they were not things that I did intentionally to bring a rise or to bring trauma or tears. A lot of it happened naturally. And one of the best things that I can provide um, in terms of advice is just bring grace, bring love, be patient with that person and allow them to work through these things and be a support because it's not your job to solve these things. It's not your job to fix them or complain to them because they don't like something that they used to. Rather, the best thing is to pray for them and to continue to love and support them as they work through this. Absolutely. And to also get therapy. And both Ben and I, you know, have been through our own hurts and I've been through different kinds of of traumas and hurts than Ben has, but both of us fully believe in going to therapy we see a um, spiritual counselor therapist through our church 
And we just believe it's really important to, you know, get healthy in who you are um, so that when you come together, you are also stronger um, because you have focused on those things and those inner healings. And then, you know what? We've both agreed that we're not opposed to doing marriage building conferences or marriage um, counseling when we're married, not from that place of marriage is broken, we need to fix it, but we want to just get stronger and stronger and stronger. So maybe we should start taking supplements and vitamins and nutritious things before there is brokenness or illness, if that makes sense. And I think it has been really beautiful that uh, Ben has been so willing to do these things with me. And I think that just one final thing I want to say on this is you are worth having someone in your life who is patient with you in this process. Like it is not too heavy for the right person to come alongside you and support you in your healing journey. And so I have just been very thankful that Ben has never made me feel like I am too much as I am healing and as I'm going through this. And so I've just felt nothing but support and that love and that grace that he was talking about. So now taking things just a little bit back to the lighter side, what attracted you the most to me apart from the physical? Well, of course she is stunning. She's absolutely beautiful, super attractive. I can't wait for her to be the mother of my kids. Um, But in regards to first attraction was definitely your heart for the Lord. Um, I recently came out of a relationship where I was not serving the Lord. And uh, when uh, the previous lady and I broke up, I really, I don't hear God as as well as Dabria does. And that's just for me to work on my own uh, relationship with him. But I really felt a calling to come back to church. And so when I met her and I first started to get to know her, I really saw a heart and a passion and a desire to follow the Lord. And then when she told me about uh, what she went through and then how she was continuing to follow the Lord, that just made me admire her even more. Um, The physical attraction and the beauty was already there after we started to get to know each other. But what made me really uh, interested and wanting to dive deeper was that. And then the second thing, of course, is how real and authentic she is because, you know, I'm old enough now to realize as more of a ambivert slash introvert that I like to observe a crowded room and it's sometimes it's very easy to uh, spot out a fake person and she's anything but. Well, thanks, babe. I think that for me, um, just getting to know you, um, the first thing was that you made me feel very safe. You made me feel very safe to be my honest self. And I know that after everything I went through, I kind of don't have a tolerance for fakeness. I'm just like, no, this is me. This is who I am. This is what you get. Um, Love everyone. Be kind to everyone. But, you know, this is me. And so you really made me feel safe to share things that I was scared of, um, nerves that I was experiencing. I felt like I could just share anything and everything. And you were so supportive of me. And you weren't intimidated by me. And I think that that's something that I've experienced as people, girls and guys have said that like, I'm intimidating and you weren't intimidated by me. 
like you were fully supportive. I remember sharing with you that I had gotten offered a job in radio. And I remember you took out your phone and you took out your app and you like press a button and it was like an air horn celebration sound. And just the excitement that you had for something good happening to me was very attractive. And actually, it was when I drove away from that conversation that I was like, dang, I think I have like an actual serious crush on this boy. And so, yeah, just your your humility. Again, like that one of those things that attract me to is that humility, because I could tell you uh, honestly what I was feeling and you were so receptive of it. You didn't make me second guess myself or my perspective. You were just very accepting of it and humble. And so I think apart from, yes, your good looks, you know, and your heart for God, your humility was just very attractive to me. So before we get into like more of the the fluffy romantic side of it, I kind of want to talk about something that it is talked about more and more, I think. Um, we're kind of brushing past some of the facades that happen on social media. I think people are getting a little bit better at being real. But I want to talk about what has been the biggest challenge for us as a couple in our relationship up until now. So I will let you start. Well, we did discuss this prior to doing this, so I have called it kind of a double-edged sword, which is communication. Uh, we overshare, and that's a good thing. We don't really hide anything. Dabry knows that I'm going to be honest with her all the time. So it's good to to share, uh, but the downside is with someone who has been in her position, she is very, as she'll mention, uh, very hyper-independent, which basically means that she does a lot for herself. And so even though we're both accepting of our relationship and the fact that we're together and, and going to be married soon, sometimes I'll offer advice or suggestions or see the bigger picture because she's so focused on something and she'll rather follow what she needs to do in order to accomplish that, which on one side is good because she's being productive, she's got a really good work ethic, she's taking care of that, but also on the downside for me, sometimes it can be a little hurtful because all we're trying to do is we're just trying to help. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say is like for me, the biggest challenge personally is that I do bring a lot of independence to the relationship as someone who went through what I went through. It's not an excuse. It's just the reason why I became the person I am today. And that was I took care of myself. You know, it was God and me. And that's not at all saying that I haven't had a great community and a great family coming alongside me and even in-law family to be so supportive and so loving. But there was definitely a season of my life where because of what I went through, it really boiled down to if I do not pick myself up, my life will suffer because of it. You know, yes, I have support and family, but there's only so much that they can do. At the end of the day, it's me living in my head and my body um, with my job. And if I, you know, fall or if I break down, you know, my life is what is going to pay for it. And so I kind of took on this independence that it's me and God. That's it. I can do this. And so, yeah, it has been a challenge for me to let go. And just trust that you as the man and as my husband-to-be, you know, you will not only take care of me, but you, I can trust you to take care of things for me. 
I can trust you to take care not only of my heart and of like my physical safety, but you will also be able to take care of things spiritually and take the lead um, financially and you can have that leadership. And so like I can be totally open about saying that, you know, that has been a struggle for me. And it's something that, you know, we've talked about in our pre-marriage counseling that I need to work on that. You know, that is, I think, really good for couples to be transparent about those areas where, hey, you just got to work on that. And so for me, that challenge is that independence and kind of learning to be healthfully dependent on you. And so I'm kind of excited that when we get married, you know, having that that person, that my husband, that I can count on to help take care of things, it's it's a beautiful thing. So then on the opposite end of that, what would you say is our strength as a couple? Communication. (laughs) Uh, I say that that's where the double-edged sword comes in because we communicate so much. And of course, when you're not in just, uh, you know, one relationship in your entire life, but other relationships, unfortunately, sometimes you can do the comparison game. And in the last relationship, we just didn't communicate at all. We were complete opposites, but we didn't gel, we didn't mesh, but we didn't talk. We didn't have deep talks and deep conversations. And especially as you're headed into marriage, it wasn't just like, yeah, let's get married. Okay, cool. See you then. For us. <laughs> that, that would be that would be something. <laughs> uh, you know, it was something that, yes, we you know, talked about, we thought about, you know, planned out the proposal and, and all that. Um, but for that, when it comes to communication, the other thing that I want to also add into that, which Dr. Caroline Leaf said, is comprehension. So whenever us as men will say, I know, I know, you know, oh, I need to take care of this, you know, the the other thing is, okay, well, do you understand, though? So for us, we really have tried to communicate and comprehend what the other person is saying, because in a relationship, we have two different perspectives. And when you have two different perspectives, sometimes there can be miscommunication, there can be different things that happen, and therefore someone's feelings get hurt, or you get annoyed or irritated with the other person. But by us being able to constantly communicate, the forgiveness is basically instant uh and we don't stay mad at each other for long you know we're we're not sitting there texting each other good night and going to bed saying wow i can't believe they did this and they're so mean but we really try and talk it out because that really does solve a lot and of course we pray together absolutely i totally agree i think that one of the really great tools that we learned um, when we attended a a marriage conference from um, Family Life Canada was they said, um, when you're communicating, it's like responding with facts versus feelings. And I think that that's something that we really took to heart. It's so easy to like, someone is sharing their feelings in a relationship and then the other person responds with facts and so we have had to work on that because one of us will share our feelings we're venting and then the other person's like well I'll fix it for you and that's not what they're looking for in that time and it's that same thing that okay you're communicating but are you truly comprehending what that other person is trying to say and so these are tools that we've been gathering and working on and no we're not perfect but I really have appreciated that communication has has been our strength like I almost 
always feel that confidence that, hey, we might be upset or bothered or not on the same page, but I know that I know that you and I are going to take that time, we're going to talk about it, we're going to work to comprehend what the other person's saying, and then we're going to pray about it. And so because this is a special edition of your double dose, this episode's just a little bit longer, but we're going to be drawing to a close shortly. But the last question is, what are you most looking forward to um, in the coming season? So I guess getting married or the wedding or being married, what are you most excited for? Well, of course, as we record this podcast, it is October 2nd, 2023. And in 19 days, <laughs> we're going to say, I do read our vows, the whole shebang. Uh, it's been an incredible journey. It's been amazing. And so, of course, I am looking forward to my first and only marriage, uh, a honeymoon, and then, of course, spending my life with you. Um, Ups and downs are going to happen, but I'm very thankful that you are the person that, that I chose. And I can't wait for us to be in our own apartment together, then being able to uh, also serve by, you know, if, if Janie and Josh hear this, you know, host a life group and, and host a Bible study and just continue on with our faith journey, helping out in the the church, but also being able to call you my wife is not only an honor, but it's also a privilege. And this is why I'm marrying him, y'all. I think that I am, of course, excited for the wedding because it is my dream. We're getting married at the Fairmont Bam Springs Hotel. Um, and so I remember being an 18-year-old girl visiting with my uncle and there was actually a wedding happening and I kind of like saw a ballroom door open and I saw like a bridesmaid walk through and I remember thinking to myself like as I saw that and I glanced out at the mountains and through the window and I remember thinking like wow it would be my dream to get married here I would feel like a princess and then my second thought was yeah that probably won't happen and so to actually be 19 days away from that reality of God making like a full circle redemption and giving me like even better and bigger than my dreams because I just feel like there have been so many small gifts that have been like blessing on blessing that have come our way. It just fills me with so much excitement. And so full disclosure, it has been a crazy season of life. It has been absolutely insane. And so right now we're actually recording this in one of my parents' spare bedrooms because in the past two weeks, I was a part of two shows in the province for work, then came back. We had to move out of both of our places because our leases were done. We moved it into my in-law's garage, Ben's parents' garage. Then I flew out to Kelowna, BC for work. Then I came back, then staying with my parents for a few days, and then we get the keys to the new apartment. And it has been massively wild, and it has been a lot But I have been so grateful for just how you are the calm in the storm and you make me feel safe and secure when the world feels topsy-turvy and you always remind me to, you know, fix my eyes on the Lord. And I am excited for the wedding itself with all of the very near and dear people there to celebrate, but I'm also excited for our future. I'm excited because God keeps doing 
more than I even prayed for. And he keeps bringing things my way that I only dreamt of. And I'm excited to build a life with you. I'm excited to walk by faith in the valleys and on the mountaintops. I'm excited to, you know, start our own family and for us to just keep working on this life and serving God together. I think it's all very exciting. So final question, Ben, if you had to give other couples, engaged or not, one piece of advice, what would you leave them with? Well, therapy is very important. It's something where I've been working through some of my issues. But the therapist gave me a great piece of advice, which was no communication only leads to speculation. That's why I've harped on so much communication and comprehension, because we're not called to be mind readers. Neither of us in a relationship should be making it harder or just assuming that the other person knows exactly what we need. By airing it out and talking it out, and as blunt as Dabria is, I come from more of a passive-aggressive family. So bluntness caught me off guard, but I also understand the importance of it. So communicate with that person, talk about your feelings, talk about your heart, and really make sure that both of you, especially if you are headed towards marriage, are both having the same life goals, the same core values, and wanting to seek the Lord first. I totally agree. And I think that if I had to give one piece of advice or information, it would be that you're never going to have a perfect relationship. It requires work. But if God is at the center of that relationship, he is going to give you insight and strength and grace that you wouldn't have had on your own. And we always hear it like it is that cliched Christian, you know, saying, oh, keep God first. But genuinely, like by us being able to pray together and worship together and having those core values and uh, me knowing that you love Jesus more than you love me, I think it really does give me so much confidence going into marriage with you. So that is all for the very first relatable session of your double dose of Dabria. Thank you so much, Benjamin, for coming on today's episode and recording. How was that for you? It was phenomenal. 19 days until you're my wife, baby. (laughs) It's so exciting. And so Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, continuing to support this podcast. I am very excited for this next season of life and all that it holds. Once again, if you ever want to reach out, you have prayer requests or ideas for future episodes, be sure to send an email to yourdoubledose at gmail.com. So for today's Relatable Session, this is Dabria Carapita, soon to be Dabria Parker, signing off. And Benjamin, do you want to say goodbye to everyone? I love you all. Good night. (laughs) And on that note, that's it for your double dose of Dabria. See you next time, everyone. You're listening to Your Double Dose of Dabria, a listener-supported podcast. It exists because of support from people like you. Your prayers, sharing, and interacting with the episodes, as well as financial support, makes this possible. If God moves your heart to support this podcast or you have any questions, send an email to yourdoubledose at gmail.com.